Yeah, I know you heard of us. Yeah. And I know you heard of me. Huh? Also, you heard of us. Yeah. Hey, but you ain't heard of me. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Four Guys in a Mic. I am your boy, Justin. We got Josh over here. He's back. Back from... Where'd you come, where'd you come back from? Where are you back from, bro? Where are you back from? Where am I back from? Yeah, you were out. You was out last episode. Oh, snap. Actually, oh, yeah, you're right. I just came back from PA. Um, guys, don't kill me because I travel, um, you know, COVID stuff, but um, I was in PA at a birthday. Okay. And we got Brian and Silver. Anyway, we got a... It's like, <laughs> hey, don't, so, don't run past yeah. me. Don't, don't interrupt hey, me. Announcement. Sorry, we got, we got Brian, our food connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should tell them about that trash burger we ate today. What burger? So elevation burger? Yeah. yeah. Hey, don't, hey, don't season hey, me. The fact hey, that he knows what it is. I even said that too. I said, "Day Silver has a point now. This thing was super cover. Hey, don't <laughs> season the meat. But five guys is different though. No, five guys, they don't season the meat. Anyway, anyway, and we got Silver <laughs> over here as well, our conspiracy guy. And, What's uh, it? Uh, America, America, America. You know, and I saw in the podcast they had someone like in Portugal listen to us. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, so American. Shout out to you in Portugal. Hey. So America and Portugal, they keep calling me conspiracy theorists, but like, have I said any conspiracies? Have yeah. I have I honestly said anything? Say, say, one, say one real quick. Huh? Say one real quick. There are 13 Illuminati bloodline families that run the world. <laughs> and, and we might have an episode of more of this uh, coming soon. Who knows? All right. And we got a special guest in this episode. Um, he is he is our friend. Um, he says he comes from God. And he's here to murder beats. Yes, sir. He's, hey, uh, Mr. Damn, we have a celebrity on this joint. I'm glad to be here. It's been a long time coming. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I hope, I hope he got it. He got a New York Jets jersey on. I hope he I am a Washington fan. We're buns, but team, still. The team with no name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the team with no identity. <laughs> we lost our you know. You know. Our identity was racist, so I'm happy. That is your hey, I'm happy we have no identity. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. That's hard to tell. We were saying a racist name. I know. <laughs> Washington Redskins. Yeah. printed it everywhere. Like, we try with Washington niggers or something. No, that's literally the equivalent to them, bro. So, I'd rather be the Washington football team. Anyway, we're glad to have you on. Um, you will promote your your socials at the end. Uh, and, uh, us. Yeah. So we're gonna get started. We got our. Uh, we always start each episode with the first segment, which is what did I pee? And we just like to go back um, into the week, kind of talk about things that went uh, went about during the week. Um, things funny, serious, whatever the case may be. And so I'm gonna hand it off to Josh, my guy. What do you have for us? What'd you pee? Yeah. So um, what I pee this week. So I just finished this show called uh, Rhythm and Flow. I believe that's what it's called. <clears throat> it sounds like Hustle and Flow. That's what I always it, think it about. Does, it does. It does. To be honest, I may be saying the name completely nah, wrong. No, you're saying it right. Okay. I think it's kind of like supposed to be like that type of thing. Yeah. Oh, is it? Is it on yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's It's dope. on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Everything's on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so <clears throat> for all those who don't know the show, it's about, you know, T.I., Chance the Rapper, and Cardi B going to... ATL Chicago and New York to find you know the next upcoming rapper and um, one thing I picked about that drink is when Cardi B um, she she said to one of the artists that like you know the the, the content was good um, that they had but the rap wouldn't sell you know the song wouldn't sell and one thing I peeped was like a lot of times like it doesn't matter like how good of a rapper you are um, the 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 science like things that sell would sell you know um, 
as long as like you can make something that's that's not you know good like lyrical or not good rapping you can make it sell you know so as long as it's trending is the concept of the show i don't watch tv at all so I, don't, <clears throat> I don't know so is the concept of the show um it's like so it's like american idol but with rap yeah pretty much so oh, with a, it's a, like with a live audience yeah yep uh, huh. oh so yeah. it's like a live show well it's it's certain there's certain aspects of it that that that's with the live audience majority of the time or 60 to 70 percent of time it's just them but they have like um a couple like ones that uh or what's it called a couple times where they where they have a live show now with the song that they said wouldn't sell did it have some type of substance substance to it yeah it had substance like it it was good lyrically it was good uh, as a as a rap but it was boring so like uh cardi b was like yeah like i was sleeping on this you know have you seen that yeah i seen a little bit of it um i think with the it just shows the reality of being an artist in general like Almost everybody is are good artists. Like think about how much good artists you met, and you're like, why didn't this person blow up? Or how yeah. much good singers you know, yeah. and you're like, why isn't this person this person? It's not about that. Like talent really doesn't play a role yeah. in being known. Mm. Like, you you gotta you gotta sell. Like you just yeah. gotta sell. It's not about oh yeah. this person can sing, bro. It's about is people gonna buy this? What makes you interested? Exactly. Oh, you killed a guy. Bet. Talk about that. Maybe people gonna buy that. Yeah. Oh, you could sing and you could get butt naked. Bet. Do that, people are gonna buy it. It's gonna right. sell. That's 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 really only with our music though. Like we are the only when it comes to the, the Hebrew, I'm sorry, melanated music of the world. Like <laughs> like we are the only people that like degrade ourselves the most in our music, especially in this country. Like you can't really you don't really, you don't really hear po- like anything positive anymore. So it's like why do you think that is? Can I can I, can I go? Not share your thoughts, share your thoughts. I mean, like I said, I you know, I believe that we are the people of the book. And so with that coming with that, you read in Numbers chapter maybe twenty-three, the curse of Balaam. Mm-hmm. And so Balak got this prophet named Balaam and said, I can't curse them, but they can curse themselves. So that's mm. the reason why the most degrading stuff. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking, why uh, do you think it's so uh, such a thing to degrade ourselves? on music on a superficial level like who do you think is putting forth that agenda uh, to make us do that can i answer that question well, not, not, not. <laughs> yeah, I, answer from it. what i see like if you look at it like all the people that's in charge are like the white people jewish. yeah jewish 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 people jewish, jewish people, people. The <laughs> They're the ones in charge, like, and then they have these artists. They get these. <laughs> what they do is, what they do is that they scout these artists from like the slums and all that, and they exploit them. So they tell you, oh, you're gonna be making this much, but they're making more, and they use that person's talent. They put them on the. Every artist from the hood, they they're looking for a contract. I need to get out this place. So they're signing anything, yeah. and they're writing all these loopholes. These guys have no edge. They don't get educated people like that. They get all these youngins be from the slums, like they came from nothing, mm-hmm. and they get them. They're like put a contract, a long contract. They know they're not really that, mm-hmm. but at the end they show them how much they're gonna make right now if they sign this deal. So they end up just selling their uh, souls for you know less than what it's worth. Isn't it called like a 360 deal? Is that, that, is that what it's called? Yeah, they have different deals. Yeah, 360 deal. So like. You, you're pretty much doing they will do everything for you but they're just taking so much of the money for your talent yeah and like say like for example I think Akon still makes money from Lady Gaga is it Lady 
I think it was Lady Gaga. But so, somebody that he signed, he's still making money from her to this day. And he's not even her manager anymore. You know, that's how it works. Like, you literally signing all that away. So. That's crazy. And then they don't know how to spend money, so they just blowing it. Yeah. You know, like, and I don't blame them. Like you, know. you said, you be like, you're dumb for buying that. You're dumb for buying this, looking from the outside in. But these are youngies that came from nothing. Mm-hmm. And you give them a lot. They don't know what to do. They're going to get everything they always wanted to get. That's why. Know. That's like NBA players. Too. Exactly. Yeah. NBA players, too. That's why Kanye West was talking about, like, buying his masters back. And how, like, people should be careful how they give their masters away. What, is, what does masters mean? I heard, like, Lil Wayne just show him. What does the masters mean? Exactly? That's stupid. No, no, he got, he got 100 million. That's, that's so stupid. stupid. Did he, he sold it? You yeah, sure? He, he sold it. He sold it. He sold it. He sold it. That's, yeah, that's, that's stupid. There's probably some implication we got it, because to be honest, Lil Wayne should know better. Yeah. What, what, what is the situation? It's rights to certain things. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rights to your music. Like, so like he has no uh, rights to music at all? For example, for example, if you drop an OC hot song, right? Mm-hmm. And you're getting plays over plays over plays. <clears> I could buy I could buy the rights to that music from you. So say I get I pay you hundred mil, like we just talked about, right? So now you take that hundred mil and you go. Don't I don't want to hear from you again. Everything you make from that song that you drop, I'm getting it forever. Mind you, that song's gonna be out forever. So 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line, Still people don't money. think about that. And that's what they do to these artists. Like, they think about right now. What am I gonna get right now? They right. don't think about how they can have wealth for like ever. Yeah. You know? That's what Michael Jackson. I think he had the right to all his masters, right? No, yeah, he, but he bought Sony and then he, he did a little video. Then, you know, he ended up dead after he did that video. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right. So we're gonna get into the main topic of the episode, which is about the guy next to my right, Mr. Zayade. We're gonna be interviewing him. Um, kind of, you know, talk about. We'll talk to this new and upcoming rapper. He's on the rise. But, <laughs> but he actually just just dropped the recent album, which is. It's titled Ade, and Ade means uh, my crown in my language, Yoruba. All right, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Talk about his background, and um, yes, yeah, so I guess he can talk to us. What, what, who who are you? Where did you come from? Where were you born? All Where right. Raised? All right, it's my show now. All right. <laughs> my name is uh, Isaiah Adewumi. Originally, um, I formed the name Zay Ade. Growing up, they used to call me Zay, you know, from Isaiah, and then Ade, the first three letters of my last name. Uh, henceforth, Zay Ade. Um, I was born in Kaduna, Nigeria um, in 1990. I keep on forgetting. I keep on thinking you were born here. <laughs> I know. I was born in Nigeria in 1996, but I came here in 98. Uh, we moved to Washington, D.C. Uh, moved to a very rough neighborhood where like, my parents were working like triple triple shifts. Like They wasn't home like that just to get us out of there. You know. Uh, later on, moved down to PG County, and that's where I reside now. And so you guys, you guys are, you guys came straight from Nigeria, mm-hmm. and so your parents, I'm sure they had like a thick accent. We were all, we all did. So back in the day, you guys probably got like stick for that. Oh no, we got bullied. <laughs> like when we came, I was just two, but mind you, I'm in the house with FOB. So yeah. even though I'm not fully talking yet, right. that's gonna be my <laughs> accent because I'm just in the house. <laughs> so I had a yeah, I had an accent. <laughs> Esther couldn't speak English like at oh, all. She couldn't. Oh, Esther snap. couldn't. Eunice could barely speak English. Eunice spoke like three languages. Mm. She could barely speak English. So Your sisters, right? Yeah, my sister. So we were, you know, and that coming from there straight to like DC, like mm. not a good part of DC either. And it's just like going to school. Now we was in Northwest, but we was in this. It's this very OC gang called KDY. We was literally in that territory. You know, so like, and we went to this school. It's called Rudolph Elementary. It's shut down now. That's crazy. That's how bad it was. Like, it's shut down now. Like, it was a very bad school. Like, 
I had two teachers fight in front of me. Two male teachers when I was in like second grade. And you know, second grade, they, those teachers looked tall as a mug to you. And nobody could do nothing. We were sitting there while two teachers were squaring up and fist fighting. So, you know, in that environment, we was getting put. We was getting bullied, like, but you know that really made us like as siblings get closer as siblings. Like Eunice was bald my, when we came. My sister was bald when we came. They used to literally push her inside the boys' bathroom. Mm, that's nice. Like literally, that's and nice. mind you, teachers don't do nothing. Yeah. Cause they don't want to have to write it. I remember in the lunchroom. Uh, DC was crazy. DC was crazy in the lunchroom. Uh, this guy that used to bully me, he used to just <laughs> smack my lunch tray in my hand. Food everywhere, milk everywhere on my body. <laughs> I look at the teacher. This lady looks away. She just. <laughs> Because they don't want to write the report. Yeah. They don't want to have to go through all that. That's crazy. So that's the type of stuff we was going through, you know. So. Yeah, they used to flame, bro. We used to get sparked to be up. To honest, bro. it wasn't even, like, until bullying didn't exist, it was just getting fried. Bro. You gotta <laughs> yeah, deal with seriously. It. Yeah, and if you didn't know, if you didn't know how to jump, like, you didn't know how to cook somebody. Nah, you either you know how to cook people back or learn how to do That's how that's that's what ended up happening, especially with Essa and Eunice. Like mm. Essa's first fight, the the girl's parents try to press charges. Jeez. Literally. Eunice's first fight. DC. Eunice's first fight, she took the girl's head. I'm not gonna say the girl's name, I still remember her name. But she took the girl's head and she was sliding her head against the fence. Like a steel case. <laughs> like a steel case match. That's the second fight. That's the second fight she was actually arrested and was in holding. Like they she's mind you went elementary school. That's crazy. They arrested her and put it like that's, that's just how we had to get out of it. So after that people stopped messing with us because my sister my sisters could fight. I wasn't really fully fighting yet. But I used to fight because I knew that my sisters could fight. So I used to try to fight older guys on purpose. Cause I knew my sisters was gonna help me out, but dang, did you take them out? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it builds L's build character. <laughs> okay, so you came from, so you grew up in DC. You went to PG. Um, how was that transition? And also talk about how you actually got into hip hop. Or were you introduced right. to hip hop when you're in DC? Cause I know you're like African and. You know, your FOB and whatnot. <laughs> but when you went to PG, but when you went to PG, how was that transition and how were you introduced to hip hop? All right, so uh, moving to PG was a very interesting transition. Uh, coming from somewhere like we started getting accustomed to DC because we lived there for like 12 years. So like the things that used to be scary wasn't scary anymore. Um, mm. And it was actually getting live. Like in DC, we used to have like block parties. They'll put mm. tape at the end of each block and hey. we'll have like a big party DJ like it was just got so live you know um, and it kind of it was traumatizing but at the same time it was like so live like it was just so fun and I think it was less traumatizing then because I was at an age where you don't really understand death or that you could die you get what I'm saying mm -hmm. so but um, we moved to PG um, my, but when I was in PG I was still in DC mm -hmm. because when I was in PG I was still going to school in DC up until mm -hmm. high school I went okay. to school in DC but in 6th grade um, I got in trouble by my school in DC, so my mom moved me to a school near my house. So I only did sixth grade in Maryland before high school. So um, yeah, so I moved. We moved to PG, but we were still. I was still very much living in DC because my parents were still working, working, mm -hmm. working. So they'll drop me off at my godmother's house. Uh, shout out to Miss Bell. Uh, they'll drop me off at her house for the whole day, literally. They'll drop us off in DC. We'll get ready for school there, or they'll drop us off at school. But after school, we know we walked to Miss Bell's house, Jeez. and she had a daughter that was around my age. She had an older son, you know. Yeah. We'll walk in. We'll stay there pretty much the whole day. Yeah. That's Monday through Friday. We leave at like 
five something and we get home at like 10 p.m every day monday through friday so the transition was cool but the house in maryland was boring like the area was boring yeah i didn't understand why everybody was so quiet i had neighbors <laughs> i love my neighbors now but then they were so weird i have the same neighbors like they were so weird like you know well except the girls it was some guys that lived next to us that was so weird like they didn't know how to talk to people and all that like but you know we all grew and we all you know we're all friends now but it was just so weird i'm used to people being outside every second to it being quiet that's what people that's what i have a, I've, I've had a couple students from dc that say mm -hmm. like maryland's so quiet compared to dc so quiet i did not like it and then funny enough when we got to maryland i think it's like our first or second year we actually our house got robbed Jeez. and we were living in the suburbs like our house got cleaned out robbed I don't know if somebody from DC followed <laughs> So that junk was cleaned out completely, bro. But mind you, my parents were at work. All of us were in DC doing our thing. Like we don't, we don't come home till late. So it had to have been somebody that knew our schedule, but they robbed everything. They took like five TVs. They literally knocked my picture over in my room. I don't know what I did to them. They took all my dad's suits. They took all my mom's jewelry that she was selling. Esther was saving up money for college at the uh, time, and it. she was young. And so they robbed your house in PG? Took everything. Your my house, house in PG. House now? The, the house that we live in now, we were robbed. Hey, quiet PG. That's what I was saying. Bro, like, somebody's PG is like a... PG is weird. It's a cleaned up version of DC. It's like a cleaned up... It's like, it's not as ratchet, but it's there's still some ratchetness in it. It just looks clean. It's like people who sell drugs but they live in nice houses. Right. Nice yeah. neighborhoods. Yeah. And it didn't used to be like that though. It didn't used to be like that. Like majority of... Most of PG has always been Nah, before 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 I moved uh, to PG, it was it was majority Caucasian, you know, white people that lived there. What part? You lived in Bowie. You lived in Bowie. Yeah, Bowie. Bowie was the newer PG though. It's like yeah. it's a more yeah. chill part. If yeah. you're in Laurel, like old Laurel, yeah, yeah, and good point. Weird. all them giants. PG's very weird. Like it just has it's just always had two different sides. Like yeah. if you ever been to my house, like you see like if you look down the street, you see like smaller houses. Yeah. And then on my house you see bigger houses. Yeah. If you go around the corner to Glenarden, it's literally like the hood. Yeah, no. And then you make a left into Bowie, it's like the, all these the things. So that's how PG's always kind of been. So So getting into hip hop, how is that? Who are you? All right. Dang, so getting into hip-hop, I never thought that I would actually start rapping. So it, it actually sparked in, like, this was sixth grade. And sixth grade is when it sparked. Um, I used to always get in trouble a lot at school. Like, I was a class clown, all that. So, um... class clown right now. Low key. So my teachers, like, my teachers, to punish me, at, especially at my school at Armour, they, to punish me, they used to make me do, like, morning announcements. We used to oh, have a, we used to have assemblies oh, like oh, before no. school, but they don't know that I wanted that attention. So <laughs> I was having a blast. Like I'll be making everybody laugh. I'll be making teachers laugh. Like I started doing morning announcements, telling jokes. Everybody was just intrigued by me. So they was like, "This guy's actually good at doing this." So they started making me do that. The TV show, all that stuff. So that's dope. Yeah. So we was having. We used to have this. Uh, we had this exam. It's called the MSA. Oh yeah. In sixth grade, we had the MSA. What's park? Oh, that's what. Oh, they call it park now. Okay. So we had to, it was the MSA back then. And I remember my teacher, my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Johnson, he was like, cause they wanted me to kind of host the joint. Like I used to host things like as a sixth grader at a new school. Cause they saw that like, oh, this guy is like very energetic. So he was like, we, I don't know if y'all did this, but we had a pep rally for MSA. Mm -hmm. Like a pregame, like, oh, to encourage everybody to do good on MSA. Mm -hmm. So we used to have the step team perform all this different That's stuff. Dope. So my teacher was like, oh, you, you know what you should do? You should rap. I was like, rap? What? 
like out of nowhere, he was like, "You should do a rap for for no, he's black." This is a predominantly black school. Like he's black. He was like, "You should rap. You should rap because we don't got you know. They probably never seen nothing like that. Like just rap because we do the same thing. They dance, they step, and it's just like it's boring." So I kind of understood him when he said, "I said I don't rap. Like I literally don't rap." He was like. You know what? I'm gonna have you down as rapping. I said, What? Chill. I don't know how to rap. Like, I don't know how to rap. All I know is that Eunice did spoken word. That's the closest to rap that I was around, you know? So it was like, You gonna rap? He said, I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna start it off. You gonna start off. I'm fresh to death like the MSA test. (laughs) But he was literally playing. But in my head, I was like, I think I could go off this. But I agreed to rapping. So. Um, the pep rally came or whatever. I remember I stole my dad's sunglasses. Oh no! I took his little kangaroo hat and I put it on sideways and I came to school. They have the video somewhere. I need to find that video. But um, and I rapped during the joint. I still remember the rap. That was the first rap that I've ever written. Like the first rap that I ever written in my life. So y'all want me to say the rap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, if it's tough, it's probably not tough. I was just great. Bro, this is my first, the first thing I've ever written. Okay. It's like a baby. Okay, go ahead. Like, so I was like, I gotta close my eyes though, too. <laughs> so I was like, I'm fresh to death, like the MSA test. You could do what you want, but just try your best. It's as easy as ABC or delivering mail. Keep trying and trying. I promise you won't fail if you study okay. and study. Every day, I will assure you that you will get an A. That's not it. Just sit and wait till I'm done. Did I mention that the test is really, really fun? It's the key to your future and the key to success. If you ace this test, you won't be depressed. You might think I'm crazy or being a preacher, but after you pass this test, you will thank your teacher. So be good in class and listen slow and steady because your teachers are trying to get you ready. So are you ready to achieve your dreams? Everybody in the hey. building, let me hear your scream. Hey. Everybody, no, literally, people were standing on tables like they, the, even the teachers were like, hey, my teacher was Mr. Johnson because he knew he was the one that told me yeah. to do it. He was running across the campus. He was like, hey, he came on stage. He grabbed me <laughs> like it was so loud. And I remember hey. how it felt like you know everybody you know size and all that. Yeah. And that was the last time that I rapped up until you know later on. But that was what created like the little spark that I could yeah, actually do. Send me that drum. Use that for yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> use it for my students. <laughs> so like, what was like the next step like for you to start becoming like an actual rapper like in the right. studio and whatnot? So after I did that, um, well that actually wasn't my last rap in sixth grade. I did another song in sixth grade, but I was I kind of rapped and I sang. I remember that song too, but I'm not gonna sing that for them. But I remember that song too. But I I sang. I did it for this girl that I like. This girl named Destiny that I liked in sixth grade. I did that Destiny song for her. Destiny. But like the funny thing is, I I had a. The funny thing is, I took uh my one of my uh, my mom's wig caps, thinking it was cool. I put the sunglasses on. I was oh, so no. champ. I wore one of my dad's jackets and I was on Facebook <laughs> on the webcam and I made the song to her and wrapped it on Facebook. I found the beat, made the song, wrapped it on Facebook. Oh, put so it on everybody the saw this So this is what happened. I posted the joint on Facebook mm. and in like two hours, one of my uncles, he's like, Isaiah, what is this nonsense? <laughs> 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 he was asking me, what is this nonsense? He said, what is this nonsense? I'm telling your dad. I said, chill, chill, chill. Yeah, yeah. I took that joint off. Should have blocked that one. I know, I should have. I took that joint off Facebook and then that joint was just No one talked to you about nah, that? Nah, that joint was just gone. Nah, nah, nah. But I remember that whole joint, bro. But, you know. But that's what, that was sixth grade. That was done. And then later on, what kind of re-sparked it is that, like, I'm around the time that I got saved, actually, you know, um, 
people was telling me about all these. Mind you, I'm coming from listening to like Lil Wayne and mm-hmm. Drake. I'm listening to like good music, you mm-hmm. know. And in that time of my walk, you know, I don't believe secular music, secular music, which is like worldly music, is mm-hmm. a sin to listen to. But I, I believe there's a season for everything. Mm-hmm. And in that time of my walk, I didn't, ha- I shouldn't have been listening to that stuff. I, yeah, that's I not the right thing to listen to mm-hmm. at that time, you know. So, um, they was send somebody was sending me all these Christian rappers. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't feeling them. <laughs> <laughs> when you're coming from that type of stuff, yeah, yeah it's, it's need, the transition is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were sending me like a lot of people, and I'm like, do you really think this person is hard, or are you just supporting them because they're Christian? Well, it's like, yeah. it was like like the old school '80s type stuff, or like that. No, it was like the newer youngest uh, at that time. I'm not gonna say uh, none of the artist uh, names, but like I used to be like, this is guns. I was, I was I mean, feeling if they're, if they're I was are feeling, they good now. I was feeling Charlotte. I was feeling Charlotte when I was. Yeah, yeah, Shadow's in a quiet taste. You're not getting yeah, yeah. saved and you listen oh, to Shadow. Yeah, you're that's not gonna funny. fully understand, you know. So like, you know, but the rappers that they were sending me, they were kind of buns. So I was like, okay, buns as in buns means cheeks. All right, cheeks means not good. <laughs> but I was like, what is this? Like, I can't like. So I started going back to that music, you know, that I felt like in that time to grow, that was stunting my growth. You know, and then that's when I forgot. I think it was Eunice. Eunice, she's always my sister. She always says this thing. She always be like, "You should be the change that you want to see." Mm. So instead of you complaining about, "Oh, these youngers are not tough," these young, why don't you? What are you doing about it? What are you doing to change your environment? And that's something that she said that stuck with me in every part of my life. Like rather than complaining about something, how are you making the difference? How are you changing this? So um, you know that really. I guess touched me, but I wasn't really still thinking about writing. I was just like, dang, I guess I won't really listen to music like that anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, I was I was in the studio. It was my mentor at the time. Um, his name was Alex. We was around the same age, but this guy was like literally my like I used to follow him everywhere. So this guy Alex, um, that was my bro for real. That's still my bro. Um, but he used to make music and stuff. But I didn't really understand. It was chill though. Mm-hmm. Like we were we were just chilling in high school, whatever. But um, it was one time where he was like, he said, you trying to go to the studio with me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And we just go. And then um, he's, he's writing to, to this song. And then he's like, the song wasn't finished. And we had extra studio time. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So like, I was kind of put under, and he was like, bro, you trying to get on this job? I'm like, I don't rap. I don't know how to. Mm-hmm. So I ended up writing at that moment and getting on that song, and that was the first song I ever put on SoundCloud. The first time, and I was like, "Damn, I like SoundCloud doing this. This is fun." And the person that I use, his name is J Rob. Shout out to J Rob. I still go to J Rob to this day, you know, type stuff. So the joint that you posted was that because I remember, you remember the group that we're in, that how it yes, yes. Was that the joint that you posted on the? I think that was. The, that was it, it had to be, yeah. But I think I posted I y'all the. I posted y'all the the buns version. <laughs> I posted y'all the bad version. <laughs> Of that joint. That was okay. before I went to the studio to do it, okay, like before okay. we did that. What year was that? Dang, this is like this had. 2013, 2013. Yeah, 2013, yeah. That was around that time, but I didn't fully take it seriously, like at all. Like I, I didn't take it seriously till 2016. So like, how did you, like, how do your parents feel about you rapping? Cause like when I went to Eastern Shore and I met like a, a bunch of Nigerians, like it's one thing I had in common. Like when it comes to when it comes to majors, y'all shot for the moon. Anything less than a doctor, lawyer, bio, or something is not acceptable. So how did your parents feel about you becoming a rapper? Uh, my parents, honestly, like I never told them like, yo, I'm dropping out of school to do this. Like I'm very aware that I like to do this. Yeah. And and even now, like I like to do it, but I I don't see like 
I'm not the type of person that I'm like, oh yeah, this is my life, this is my everything. No, like I, I have a passion for other things as well. You get what I'm saying? And like my parents saw that they didn't understand. My parents probably didn't understand my rap, my rap until like last year. Like they just look at it like, oh, this is just something he does. Yeah. Or they used to affiliate it with gang and all that stuff. They didn't understand what I was doing really till last year and they've been supportive since. But I mean, when they see me rapping like, they know that I'm going to school for a different reason. I didn't tell them I want rap to be my major. So like my parents are more of the people, even if I tell them I want to be a rapper, they have to see some type of fruit from it. They have to see that, okay, this is blowing up. You're making this amount of money and then they'll be set. And I feel like that's the right thing to do. Like if you have a child that says, me personally, I know if I have a child that says, I want to pursue comedy. Okay, you don't want to go to school, but you have two years to show me what you've done. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah, you have two years to pursue that and show me what you've done. And our deal will be, if that joint don't work out in two years or at a, at a, you go back <laughs> go to school, back to and that's school. only, that's only yeah. fair. Does like, it have to work out in two years? What about five? Not, not like fully, not like fully work out, but it has well, to like be on the path to work out. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like you show that your passion Exactly. You could, you could see you somebody's fruit in two years yeah. and yeah. see where, okay, this person's heading in the right yeah. direction yeah. or this yeah. just not your thing in two years. So like, I actually saw a TikTok about this famous actor. I forgot the doctor's name, but his father actually gave him two years about two years to until um you know to see fruits of becoming an actor and um nothing happened in two years he actually went home you know because he was kind of sad and literally i think around that same time he actually got you know his first his first acting gig mm. so it's really interesting because he did the same thing he respected his father for giving him that time right. to see results mm -hmm. you know yeah, and the results are never crazy in that time because in real time, two years is nothing. And yeah. when you're a creative, like that's literally nothing. So, but parents are not the bad guys when they're like, yeah, "What exactly. are you doing?" Because you literally came from a country yeah. that was struggling to come here and be successful. Right. Yeah. So they want to know that. I think parents, especially Nigerian parents, African parents in general, parents in general, that's that comes from over across seas. Their main thing is like. What are you gonna be here? Like you have all the opportunities in America. You don't have no excuse now. No reason you should still be homeless and be saying you're doing music right. in America. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So what was what was like the the reaction when you showed them like probably like your first or one of your songs? How was their reaction to it? My dad said, What are you saying? <laughs> I promise. He literally was like, Yeah, what are you talking about? Like what are you saying? I think that's how foreign parents are. They like, if you show them something, they're mm -hmm. gonna be like, well, what is this? Right. Yeah. I, th I think what he started understanding is when he started seeing like people like, mm -hmm. like actually, like me going up. out and people like, oh, what's good, say, right. say I did it. Right. And he started when we went to Nigeria and some people was like, we listened to this guy like they'd never met me before. No, for real. Yes, yeah. literally. Oh, so like they're like, oh, wow. oh my cousin, because I have cousins in Nigeria yeah, that be yeah, blasting yeah. me heavy. Yeah. They're like, my cousin be like, this is the Z I did, this is the Z. They call me Zed. <laughs> That's how they say Z. Like, this is Zed. This is Zed. I did. Zed. I did. And like, my dad seeing that, he's like, what? He's confused. And then my dad finally seen me perform and he sent people oh, singing. Nice, he's like, nice. oh, they kind of know this guy because, mind you, Esther makes, my oldest sister makes music too. But she makes Nigerian music. So I used to feel, I'm not going to lie, I used to try not to, but it feels a certain type of way because my parents used to invest in her. If it's paying for her studio, 500 for stupid bet. We're investing in her. She got a music video. We're investing in that. We're doing everything in that. We're supporting her. We're playing her. But when it came to me, I was literally on my own. Like, mm -hmm. literally. I couldn't even ask for studio money. Because yeah. they would be like, what? Why is the studio dismissed? Why? I, I used to find my way to do this myself. Yeah. Of course, my sisters always supported me because they understood me. But, like, yeah. my parents, and I can't be mad at them. They didn't fully understand yeah. it. Yeah. You know, so having another sister that's a creative and then me feeling like she's having more support mm -hmm. from, from them then me you know it was something that was blowing me in the beginning but now i feel like they fully understand it more 
because they kind of saw like, oh, people gravitate gravitate towards mm-hmm. this. Oh, he's not like this rapper that's rapping about this. He's mm-hmm. different. You know what I'm saying? So, so you you mentioned you mentioned um about how like that's really dope. Like how people in Nigeria would come to you and tell you that mm-hmm. to listen to your joint. So one thing one thing that I see on your story from time to time is how you be swerving. This the way that this guy swerves swerving girls, females. I know, bro. It's, uh, it's actually okay. Do you be having mad girls? Yeah. <laughs> what what happens? What is your response when girls like you know come into your DMs? Right, so I feel like that's that's kind of like that's just that's me. That's just how they persona kind of like. You know, I just be swerving. It's it's kind of funny to me though. But like, I feel like we all have every guy. Everybody has fat girls. If you do something, you're out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, on on my album, I made this song. It's called Slide. I was like, she don't like me for real. She just like the way that I slide on this beat. Like that's the kind of mm. mindset. I'm like, you don't even like me. Yeah. You just like this persona yeah. that I put on. Yeah. Oh, some girls see that. Oh, he swerved this girl. Oh yeah, man. Let me go over there. So it's just like you. It's like you don't even know why you like me. You just like the mm. idea that I put out, and right. it's not even. What if this is not even fully me? You don't right. even know me for yeah. real, you know. Yeah, so like, it's kind of fun, but it's interesting as well. Yeah, you man, know. And sitting with though. fellow, sitting <laughs> with fellow artists is too funny, bro. Like the amount of girls that be in our DMs and stuff is 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 very funny. It's OC, wow. It's OC, it's like, funny though. Do you, like, do, you, do you like do you ever respond or you just like live more? Real? I respond to troll sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I respond to troll. Like I be like, no. I be like, yeah, I'm gonna block you. No, I, I just respond to troll just to. Just to be mean, I, I like that kind of mean person a little bit, you know. It makes it it kind of like sifts out the people that want to talk do, to me. Do you have um? Do you have any funny stories or weird stories since just being an artist and pursuing that? Like, do you have any stories that you would like to tell us or stories that came up of like, dang, this was really weird or this was actually very funny? I have uh, I have a lot of stories, bro. You know me, I stay with the stories. Um. As an artist, okay, it was one time. It's a chill story. It's not funny or nothing, but it was interesting. I think this is when, as an artist, you start to be like, dang, because there's been times where I'm like, I don't really want to make music no more. Yeah. But it's like my goal in making music was never to become known. Like when I put the joint out on SoundCloud, the only place I shared it was like in that group chat with Justin. Like I never wanted to become known. But um, I remember later on, right, when I was kind of getting discouraged, like I don't want to do music like that no more. And I was, I, I think I was walking down the street or whatever, and this car was like heavily blasting a song, right? And it was literally my song. Mm, and nice. I'm like, this world, like, <clears throat> I don't know, it was literally one of my songs, and then there was another time at UMES. This girl didn't know who I am. I don't think she knows who I am to this day. But we was in the gym, and I was with one of my friends, and the girl was working out, and she didn't have headphones, so she was playing music. And this song that I made with this guy named Quest, was on her joint and when it came to my part so i was hearing that joint and i'm like let me see when it came to my part she was real life saying my lyrics like she was like hey she got no world she got no world. So i'm like okay bet i got a little fan let me walk past i walked past this girl like three times like try to like she probably was looking like can this guy stop walking past me she didn't know who i was she didn't she did not know that that was me and she was rapping all the lyrics you know, so when you see that your music reaches like mm-hmm. places further than you could imagine, like, because we look at it as artists, like, as a regular person, you're like, oh, you're only getting a thousand plays, and mm-hmm. this person's getting millions of plays. Mm-hmm. But a thousand plays is a lot. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, the little stuff is a lot. I went from getting like 35 plays, and 30, 33 of them were probably me, and one was probably Justin. But like, you know, to like getting like thousands, or like my album hit like, 
pretty much 100K. I've hit 100K. Now, like in general, out of all my music that I put out, so hey, give a round of applause. That's a blessing, and yeah, I'm actually hey, making money now. Like oh, not like OC dope. money, yeah, but it's just like they're paying me for it. You get what I'm saying? That's so, dope. I got another question. Um, so how do you deal with criticism? And I kind of have a funny story attached to this. I remember uh, kind of in the early days when you was rapping. We was in school together. I kind of made a joke, and I was like, "Man, you some cheeks." Like, <laughs> I said, "You suck," and then I kind of like, I kind of took it a little too far. I was just joking. <laughs> I think I, I think I almost tweeted that. Yeah, you deleted it. I think I tweeted, "Hey, bro, you suck," and I asked you, and you was like. Bruh, that's not funny. I didn't even think because I kind of felt bad because I was like, dang, I don't want to discourage him because I was just joking. Because that's the type of people telling oh, me snap. how I forgot about this yeah, 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 yeah. people They're telling right. me yeah. how I should rap oh you're a Christian you shouldn't say this yeah. you shouldn't and yeah. I felt like it got to a point where I was literally hiding who I was yeah. and like I could be struggling with something I can't even say it you know yeah. what I'm saying like and I didn't like that unfreedom so like people used to criticize a lot of Christians like used to be like you're a Christian you shouldn't have that even somebody one guy pulled me aside yeah. and he told me that my beat the beat that I'm using sounds like a, a Satanist type of beat oh, no. like literally he yeah. said, yeah, this beat sounds demonic. Damn. And I'm just like, and it was just getting overbearing. Like, y'all telling me now how, to a point where I would listen to my music and I'd be like, I don't really like this. Yeah. So then that's when I came up with the whole idea of Zayde. And that's why criticism used to be a, like. Like Mamba with Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> so like now it's just like, I don't care for your criticism. Mm, if you yeah. if I suck to you, I suck. Yeah. To somebody else, I'm good. I don't listen to criticism when it comes to my music yeah. unless I ask specific people that I respect yeah, their yeah. kind of, a, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But like when people tell me, oh, you shouldn't be doing this, you should, I just laugh. Like, yeah. you know, like not even to troll, but like it's just kind of funny now. But because I know where I was before, it was very dark for me, like putting all this stuff out and, you know, people telling me, the, the first thing they're telling me is, you should have done this. Oh, as a Christian, you can't be like, it was just overbearing. And with the whole you suck joint, yeah. you know, it was funny though. Like, you know, we play like that. You We play like that. But like, a lot of times, like, sometimes as an artist, yeah. you need the support from your people as much as possible. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, these big artists, like Drake and all them, yeah. it's like, it's, it, it's almost like, we support these bigger artists more than we support our own people. Yeah, yeah, these bigger yeah. artists don't need your support. They don't yeah, care. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're straight. Drake is straight. Yeah, you sure. promoting him on your IG does nothing for him. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to be like, oh, wow, who's this guy? I just <laughs> discovered Drake through Josh's IG. No. Yeah, yeah. But it's like everything that's said about, like, the smaller yeah, artists, yeah. It, it goes a long way. Yeah, so we kind of be true. needing those right or die people right. to kind of, you know, push, you push them out. So when it gets to, like, oh, I'm about to tweet, but it's kind of like, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, um, but we got you as an intro. How you feel about that? Oh yeah, that was loud. That was loud. Yeah. I think somebody said that. Oh, Zay dropped some new music. Y'all gotta change his intro yeah. now. So, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Man, I like that intro. That's one of my favorite songs. I think that was the first song that actually got me a little bit of attention. Yeah. The, 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 I know the, you heard of us. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that joke was crank though. That joke was crank. Yeah. Like your last statement, you said about like as far like Christian artists having like some type of sound stuff like that. But just out of curiosity, like, would you do a song with, like, someone that's quote-unquote, like, in the world? Like, I'll say, like, someone, like, maybe, like, a Kanye West right now? Or how would you do that? So, um, 
with the whole Christian artist thing, me and Joshua used to talk about yeah. this, and, and my my view kind of changed. I don't really Man. believe in the terminology Christian artist. It's very hard. Like I can't tell I can't tell anybody, hey, I'm a Christian artist. To be honest, whatever you call me is the artist. Whatever, as long as you're listening to my message, I don't care what you call me. Yeah. So I don't hide under the. You don't see Drake come out and say, "Hey, y'all, I'm a secular artist." He's an artist <laughs> mm -hmm. because what happens is when you put Christian in front of you, you can't even. You're just preaching to the choir. Nobody that's in the world wants to listen to a Christian. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I feel like there's a place for everybody, and I know through my music, like yeah. I can say I'm a Christian artist and be wilding out and be saying whatever, mm -hmm. yeah. but I can have that label. So at this point, titles don't mean nothing to me. Yeah. Like. As long as you hear my message, if you say, hey, this guy's demonic, let me listen to his music, bet. Thank you. <laughs> no, if you say, this guy's a Christian artist, my favorite Christian artist, bet. Thank you. Yeah. As long as you're listening at this point, that's that's all that so, I really care yeah, about. But the question, I mean, didn't, just to clarify, but like, so like, would you, uh, like, would, would I work with, would I work with, like, yeah. Like, a, like someone like maybe Travis Scott. Okay, like so with things, I do have boundaries. Like mm -hmm. even my friends that are not, you know, that are worldly and ask me to be on their songs, they know what I'm about. They know what I'm about. So they know that, okay, if Zay does this song, it's certain things I'm gonna say, certain things I'm not gonna say. And they know that, okay, I listen. For you to actually be on your song, you listen to my music. You understand where I'm coming from. You know I'm not like, Jesus Christ is the Lord. But you know at the same time, I'm not like, yeah, shake that booty, girl, shake that booty. Hey. So you get what I'm saying? So like, when they put me on the song, they're reminded that I want Zay on this song. Mm -hmm. And they kind of switch for me without me even having to say it. Yeah. Or like they'd be like, Zay, is this 2LC? Because they know that they want me to feel comfortable promoting it as well, even yeah. if it's not a Christian type of song. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my message always stays the same. So I'll do it under conditions. So just going off of that, are there artists that you wouldn't collab with? And it, it doesn't have to be something like serious, like, you know, whether it's Christian or not, but like something like. Wait, isn't, there, isn't there this girl that keeps on asking for a collab? That's what I'm saying. This girl, 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 this you have to be good. I don't. I personally, you I don't put like working a certain degree. Like you have show, to put in work. Show for it. You got to show for it. While and that's you exactly that's another issue that I had. It's kind of like some people in, in my community, like, oh, hey, I'm a Christian. I just, I just made a song yesterday. I want to start rapping. Can you be on it? Mm. So pretty much, I can't. Good, yeah. you, you, like, use your name to jumpstart it. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of like we'll it's kind of like. <laughs> I'm not gonna be on something if it's not good. Yeah. Don't think that I owe you a feature or I owe you this just because we're in the same community or we're all Christians. And that's what happens a lot. Yeah. Like youngins that would just start yesterday, yeah. they will reach out to Lecrae and be like, hey, and if he says no, you're not even Christian. Da, da, da. And you also watch your own community. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's just like, bro, there's still a certain level of, like, it's a standard that I have to be on the song. I'll work with anybody, but you have to give me presentable and I have to feel it. If I don't feel it, <laughs> if I don't feel it, then I can't do it. So they trash. Yeah, like it's a lot. Of, <laughs> okay, so it's a, it's a lot of collabs that I didn't do. Like even now, I I haven't opened some DMs that said, "Hey, bro, let's collab." Because yeah. like I have to, I can't just rap with you. Like there yeah, has to be some type of you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. unless we're doing business, unless you're gonna pay me my five hundred dollar feature fee, cool. Yeah. You know what some people have, and I'm like, bet I'll yeah. do it, send it over to you. But like. Yeah. I just can't collab. There has to be some type of like, that's why I like working with my friends because when you work outside of your friends and people you know, there's a lot of stuff that plays into it. Yeah. Oh, who's going to get this? Who's, I don't care about, I don't care about none of that stuff. Like, I just want to make music. All right, make music with me next. It's going to be called Conspiracy, conspiracy Theories. <laughs> anyway, we are running low on time. Um, 
but I want to ask you this last question. So I know you dropped a couple of like singles, like Roll Call, and this was a couple months ago. Roll Call, Bikini Bottom, you know, with your brother Door. Door, uh, uh, I be bumping them joints. Yeah, that joint's crazy, man. That joint's crazy. You know me. You know the type of music that I like. <laughs> so, so that means your joint's actually good. But what's the what's the plan for for the future? Uh, as far as like. What, what am I doing next? Yeah, what are you doing next? Uh, right now, just wet, resting. I just dropped the album in October, and I literally took from July to October to work on that album. Mm. And I was in the studio every other, like I've never, that was my first album that I ever put out. I didn't even know how much work it took. But I was in the studio every other day. So right now, I put out that album, and it's my best work that I could put out right now, even though I know I've gotten better since then. And right now, I've just been resting. Like, the day has been non-existent right now. I haven't been doing features. Like, I haven't been writing. Like, I'm just, I'm just taking a mental break, you know. But I do write for my, uh, for my uh, alias. <laughs> so what people don't know, but you're gonna be introduced to my. No, you're gonna be introduced to my alias uh, next year. But I do have some songs that I drop under another name. Uh, his name is uh, Ida Yaz. Um, it's Zay Ida not much people oh, know it's no. me. Not much people know it's me, but Idiaz is more like a singer. You know, after this, I give y'all that's here a chill exclusive of Idiaz. <laughs> right, right, but right. I'm gonna bring him out next show. That's kind of like so Zay Ida's persona is more of like you know the hard type of guy. You know, don't talk to me, get off my line. Yeah. You know that type of guy. And Idiaz is like that part of me that's really emotional. The Drake side. The Drake side of me. Okay. Drake got different sides too, but yeah. you know, that part of me that's, I'll say the little Dirk side, too. you know, like that part of me that's that's emotional, that part of me that's seen some things, you know, growing up, that part of me that's experienced some things as well, so. That's dope. Yeah, nice. so right now, Zayade is on break, on vacation. Okay. This is the first thing that I've accepted for Zayade, like literally since the joint. But they should be expecting Idiyas. They should be expecting Idiyas, but you should be expecting Zayade too. Zayade will be nice. back in January. Nice. And congrats on the, the album. It was, it was really you, great, man. Yeah, was when I heard it, I was like, dang. Dang, Thank bro. you, bro. Yeah, I heard some it was it was yeah. like the album process is not sweet. Like before that, I used to be like, man, this guy don't have a good album. It's trap. Mm. But now, bro, I just have so much <clears throat> grace, bro, because like it's just not sweet making an album. Like it's yeah. really really hard. It's not easy. Nice. But, all right, but thank you so much um, for coming on to our podcast. We definitely enjoyed it. I wish we could go for longer, but we try to put a cap to our to our episode. Yeah. So, but it's definitely we're glad having you. Um, Working, yeah, where can they find you on social, social media? media yeah, yeah. All right, like so that. on Twitter is Zay underscore Ade, C A Y underscore A D E. On Instagram is Zay underscore underscore Ade because some white guy decided to use Zay. <laughs> some white guy decided to use Zay underscore Ade. Report his page, guys. Report his page, man. He be blowing me. He be blowing me. He chose that name. So Instagram, Zay underscore underscore Ade. And again, you can find my music on all platforms, from Amazon to Deezer, whatever Deezer is. Um, Google Play, whoever Spotify. uses that. Uh, Spotify, of course, Apple Music, everywhere. YouTube, literally YouTube everywhere. as well. Yeah. YouTube, everywhere, music videos. All Black that. Planet, MySpace, all those things. All that, all that good stuff. <laughs> nice, nice. And you have our quote for the episode. What is it? Okay, our quote for this episode is, I don't got no child, so you know I don't kid. There it goes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Simple. He don't care, guys. <laughs> All right, that was the idea. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I hope you guys, uh, well, if you guys have questions for him, maybe uh, if you if you drop your questions in the comments, maybe he'll he'll answer you. Hopefully, 
And um, I guess Silver, you can let them know where they can find us on. Oh uh, yeah, Four Guys and a Mic. You can find us on Instagram at Four Guys and a Mic. Um, what's it called? I keep forgetting the name of the ampersand. The, the ampersand. I think ampersand. I think. Hey, that's yeah, what somebody. It so Four Guys <laughs> ampersand and it. And the ampersand. Never mind. Just Four Guys ampersand <laughs> and Mike. And uh, you know, if you have any questions or comments or topic that you may want to talk about, just DM us. And we may do it, keyword May, the month after April, month before June. We may do it, that's a guarantee. But we truly do appreciate, appreciate your con, your, uh, your participation. And I think that's about it. Yeah, that's it, guys. Um, hopefully, you guys definitely subscribe, definitely share the content with everybody that you know. And um, we'll be back with another episode. We're out. And we are out. <laughs>